So our, our movie, I said it earlier, it's called Lion. And as we get into that, I want to give you a, I think a, a scripture. It's really kind of the, it's kind of the end scripture. Like I want to look at Romans 8, 14 through 18, and I want to give you all the way to the end of that, verse 18. I want to give you that text first. In other words, like let's start at the end and then go back and backfill it along the way. You ever been to a movie where they do the ending first and then you spend the rest of the movie backfilling along the way? I've seen those. Sometimes maybe they're not as fun to watch, but, but you see those. Well, anyways, I just want to do like, okay, let's start with kind of the end in mind and then we'll work our way to where we want to go here. Romans 8.18 says this. It says, but it says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. The text says, uh, hey, by the way, as a Christian, you will suffer. Anybody figured that out? Yeah, we'll go through some stuff. Even Jesus said, hey, there's gonna be some difficulties in this world that you and I live in, all right, but we have a hope, and our hope is beyond really anything we can fully comprehend. When we step over into eternity, it will be worth it, there will be glory, it will be something spectacular, and it will pale, our, our, you know, our sufferings are gonna pale in comparison to what God is going to reveal to us in eternity. And with that in mind, keeping that in mind, I wanna, I wanna set up a, a beginning of this movie. Our movie is a true story about a young boy named Saru Brierly. And he has grown up with his brother and he's in this very small impoverished village in India. And in India and in their household, uh, this, this little guy Saru and his older brother Gadu, they, they fight every day for provision for their family. They go out they try to get stuff, get bring stuff, bring it back home so the family can be fed. Uh, they have a very uh, much younger sister that they help take care of and, of course, a very loving mother that they help provide for as well. And so it sets up the opening scene of our movie. Gidu, dia jilid je. 
एक दिन मैं तेरे को घर को दूंगा जिलेबी तू दूध पिएगा ना सच में बोल कहां से लेके आए सही बोल गुड्डू मेरा सरू तूने बहुत अच्छा काम किया आज मुझे भी आना है मैं जा रहा मैं एक हफ्ते के लिए जा रहा हूँ यहाँ पर शिकला कहते हैं कौन रखेगा कल तू आएगा ना तू बहुत छोटा है गोनी नहीं उठा सकता मैं कुछ भी उठा सकता हूँ छोटा ही तू तुझे कुछ नहीं आ सकता मुझे जाने दे। कुछ भी सकता सरू, बोला ना मैं वहाँ पे रात भर काम करना पड़ेगा तू नहीं आएगा जा छोटा ही तू जा सरू रहने दे ये तो तब मैं उठा सकता हूँ As they scavenge for resources for their family, they look for coins on trains, do whatever they can do. You see in this scene, the older brother says to Saru, stay and wait right here. They come from, again, this impoverished family, and though they don't have a lot, and though they're not wealthy, one thing they do have is the loving home life that they have been given. And so as they try to provide, the older brother says, hey, I just need you, just wait, 
Let's wait right here. I'll be back. And our next clip picks up where our, our little guy, Saru, he wakes up and his brother's not there. And he goes on this journey to try to find his older brother. Here's the next clip. Gudu Gudu
Suru is woken up to find himself ultimately, as we're going to see in these, he's found himself in the streets of Calcutta. Uh, he's going to be in this busy city. You're going to see this little five-year-old boy uh, dodging, you know, the, the situations that he's dealing with on the street, trafficking, people who want to traffic him, hunger for several weeks as he searches in Calcutta to find his brother. He has no concept of how far he's gone now over a day on the train. Uh, much of that he slept. He, he's not sure how far away he is. He's not even able to communicate to anybody in what direction his village is or even the name of the village. And so he's just wandering in this place as a very lonely boy in search still of like, where's my family? Where's my, my brother? That search that he has is a search for home. And humanity, I can relate to that because every one of us has an ultimate desire to search for things that are missing. We have this thing inside of us that searches for like, where is meaning? Where does it all go? Where do things end up? And the Bible even says when it comes to searching for God that every human being has something inside their heart that causes them to want to know, like, is there a God? And, and, and have a search for a heavenly father and a heavenly home. Ecclesiastes 3.11 says this, that he has set eternity into the human heart, that all of us have this desire to find the ultimate, ultimate home. And as Suru is searching for home in his life, he's also suffering. It reminds me of the fact that you and I can easily encounter this suffering as well. In fact, I put in your notes, there's some fill-ins for you in your notes, and here's the first one that I put in. We know that in our life, we will have sufferings, and every human longs that those sufferings will end, right? I mean, we, we do. We, we want those sufferings to end. We all go through things. And we all have something else in common. We would like for this pain, this difficulty to stop. And you may not be on the streets of Calcutta as a five-year-old wandering around, but you can be in this life today in 2023 and be going through something and go, when will it end? You're going through a, a mental health issue or a physical health issue and you cry out and you say, God, when will it end? You're going through a marriage struggle and you want to know when does this thing end like that something great or a breakthrough will happen and you're dealing with some other uh, scenario, maybe a job that you, you don't like and you're wondering, God, when will the pain and the things that I'd go through in this job end? Yes, we all have these sufferings as we're journeying through life and we want to. We want to cry out and say, God, please Bring an end to this, Psalm 22 and verse 2. Maybe you can relate to this. My God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer. By night, I also cry out, but I, I, I find no rest, God. I'm looking for you. Where are you on this journey? Because I want the suffering to end. Maybe you can relate to how this is translated in Psalm 69. Here's what this translation says. It says, I'm hoarse, calling for help. Blurry-eyed from searching the sky for God. Searching, searching, suffering along the way. God, I want to know the answers. Well, here's the thing. God's promise is this, is that when it comes to him, if you seek him earnestly, you will find him. Proverbs chapter 8 tells us this. Those who search, God says, will surely find me. And while we go through these day-in, day-out struggles that all of us 
have to work through. God says it's a promise that above all, if you're searching for the ultimate home, if you're searching for the ultimate answers, God says, I will reveal myself. You know, Saru is in this tough place, but he gets scooped up off the streets by an orphanage who they begin to take care of him some, and then ultimately an adoptive family comes in the picture, and he uh, is adopted but taken a long way away in a very loving, with a very loving family, but a long way away from his village and a long way from India. Uh, they're going to eventually, this family is going to take him, have him back home in their home nation of Australia. Here's the next clip. Saru, my name is Sood. Come on. Saru, we have ये जॉन है और ये सू है ये ये इनका घर है ये देख रहे हो ये तस्मानिया में रहते हैं एक छोटा सा आइलैंड है जहां सब लोग बहुत अच्छे हैं कितने अच्छे लोग हैं है कि नहीं ये रख लो अपने पास रखो और संभाल के रखना सरु, आप यहाँ नहीं रह सकते, हम्म? अपने सच्ची में अम्मी का ढूँढा? सब जगह ढूँढा. Plane? Yeah, good. Sue, <laughs> <laughs> so, Mommy, and, and Dad. And we're so happy to meet you. Down there, that's the living room. 
television is? Pictures. I'm sure it hasn't been easy. And one day you'll tell me all about it. You'll tell me everything, who you are, everything. I'll always listen. Always. Saru is brought into a, this, again, very loving family for him. It, it's a little different than maybe what you and I think of, though, when it comes to adoption. And this is a, a beautiful portrait of adoption here. But in our culture, especially, we find that children are adopted because maybe they were unwanted or maybe there was a process that, you know, family or a mother went through for this to happen or maybe even not able to be the child, not able for various bigger reasons, not able to be reunited with their parents, their biological parents. But in this instance for Saru, he came from a loving home. He came from a, a family that wants him, but he's lost. They can't find him. He can't find home. And so now, in this moment in history for Saru, he's, he's got somebody standing in the gap for him, a loving adoptive family. And that portrait of adoption is so beautiful. And we thank God in our culture today that families step up and foster. They step up and adopt. And they step into that gap for children who are hurting and broken. And we, we love to see that. As a matter of fact, our church is going to talk more about fostering in the coming months. But as we, as we look at what's going on with Saru, this journey that he's going through includes adoption. And that points us to the fact that for every single one of us in this room, God has told us that he set up a way in which all of us could be adopted. Here's what it says in Ephesians chapter 1. In verse 5, it says, God decided in advance to do what to you and I? To what? Adopt us in his own family by bringing us to himself, to God through, how do we get to God? Through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. Gave God great pleasure to bridge the gap and adopt us into the family of God through the gift of Jesus Christ. They... The fact is, is that you were born into a biological family, 
But God says, now I wanna give you the choice to choose a new family. Not putting aside your biological family, but something even, even greater, something more spectacular, the family of God. And the beautiful portrait of this for humanity is that you could be in a place even in your life where you feel unwanted. You could feel empty. You could feel abandoned by a mother or a father or abused sexually, emotionally, physically. P things have been said to you. Things have been done to you in your life. Maybe you, r racist things were done to you or said to you in your life. You could feel like maybe you were put in a corner in some way in your life. Maybe by, by the decisions or choices that you've made in your life, you could feel like you are very far off in life. And God says it doesn't matter. I've created something by which you could be adopted into the family. Jesus Christ stands in that gap where we're broken and hurting and says, I'll make a way so that you can be in the family. I love that. And the reminder for us is that adoption is so critical because the second thing in your notes is, is this, is that when you make that decision to be adopted into God's family, it is the beginning for your life. It is the beginning of the end of suffering. I didn't say it was the end of suffering. I said it's the beginning of the end of suffering. Because what God's promise is, is that one day, all accounts will be settled. One day, everything will be made new in your life and made whole. And you will find the gloriousness of eternity. And so when you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you know that no matter what transpires in this world, you're on a journey when you cross over into eternity for full healing. For everything to end, all the brokenness and suffering. When you're not on that journey with God, you do not have that understanding that it will all come to an end and suffering will end. But when you begin and get into that family of God through Jesus Christ, you are on that pathway. And there are journeys that you will go through in this life with God at your side to help you through those sufferings. That adoption is so critical. I will say that some of you are here and you are checking out Christianity. You're checking out God. You're trying to understand, like, is this something I want to do in my life, a faith step that I want to take? And you're exploring some of you, like you don't have any church experience and you walked in the doors of this church and we're so glad you're here and you're trying to figure it out and you don't know when we stand and sit and why we do certain things. You're trying to figure it out. We talk about the blood of Jesus Christ, blood of Jesus Christ and you're going, what? blood. Like, what are we doing here? And you're trying to understand it, and I get it, and here's what I want to say to you. Keep searching, keep seeking, keep trying to understand, and, and ultimately desiring what it means to take a faith step to be a part of the family of God, because if you continue seeking him, you will begin to understand. You look at this little guy, Saru. He's in this new family. He's trying to understand it. He's sitting at the table, salt, pepper, refrigerator. He doesn't understand what's happening fully, but he knows that he's on this new journey. And if you will keep seeking, again, Proverbs 8 says, if you will seek him, if you will search him, you will find him. Don't quit. Don't stop searching. Don't give up. Saru doesn't stop searching for home. In fact, where we pick up this next part of the movie is 20 years later. In Melbourne, Australia, he's grown up. But something's going on deep in his heart. Though he's been taken care of by this loving family, he's still searching for a home. Here's the next part of the movie.
station is enormous. You must have been freaking out. I once went through there on a pilgrimage to Puri, and I missed my connection twice. You didn't speak Bengali? Oh, I didn't even know it was called that. How long were you on the train? A couple of days. A couple of days. Saru, what was your hometown again? Ganastalai. I must have had it wrong, because it doesn't exist. No, but there must be something else that you do remember. Platform. I fell asleep on at this big rain tank. And it was only a few stops from Ganestale. Oh, there are thousands of sessions with rain tanks. Look, it was a, a long time ago. Have you heard of this new program, Google Earth? Ah. It's incredible. You can find any place from anywhere. Listen to me. We can find out how fast passenger trains went back then. We take that speed, multiplied by the hours that you were on the train. That's it. We create a search radius. And inside there, you'll find the station with a rain tank. There's just something unsettling inside of him. He wants to know those roots from where he's from. We know that as we go through the movie that there are certain landmarks that he remembers. And with the advancement of technology and things like Google Maps, he begins this exhaustive search to try to search all over India for just landmarks like a rock quarry, two water towers, a type of a train station. And every night he'd go to bed, just uh, spend time. Oh, sometimes he would stay up all night until the sun rose, trying to find, like, where is this needle in the haystack? Where is this itty bitty village that I'm from? So that maybe, just maybe, he can get back home. He said later on in interviews, he thinks he spent about 10,000 hours scouring 
trying to find home. <laughs> wow, what a, what a search. And I just want to say to you, whatever it is in your life that you're going through, whatever struggles, maybe you're on a search for freedom, maybe you're on a search for healing over something in your past, maybe you're on a search for something greater. I just want to say to you, and I put this in your notes, if you're searching for restoration, reconciliation, or any change in your life, don't let anything discourage you from succeeding. Stay on that journey for something greater, something that God has put especially in your own heart on that journey. If there, there was a time when God's people were confused, exiled, lost, in a really messy spot, and here's what God said to them in Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 13, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. Well, Saru is seeking, as we see. 25 years later, he makes the journey back to India, believing that he has found the village that was once his home. Here's that last part that we want to show you. I used to live here. English me ko samajh mein nahi aati Hindi mein bolo. I used to. Aapki baat humko samajh nahi pad rahi. Can I help? 
Um, that's me. I'm Saru. I used to live here. You lived here? Yeah, yes, yeah, I used to live here. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for uh, Guru Kalu uh, Shakila, my mother. Shit, <laughs> 
What a beautiful journey uh, for this boy to finally make it home. This journey of life that we're on. Let's go back to Romans 8. We ended, we started with the end of this text here. Let me give it to you from the beginning, verse 14. Here's what it says. For those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father, that God is there and he awaits and he says, hey, just come into my family and you will finally come home. I wrote this uh, in your notes. Here's what it says. Uh, Wherever you've been, whatever roads life has taken you on, however far from home or God you've ever gone, you can always come home. Find your heavenly father. Find your way back to God. That's God's promise for humanity. Saru's mother finally, finally, and her own search comes to an end because she never quit searching and she never quit believing. And the Bible tells us this in Ezekiel. It says this in verse 30, uh, chapter 34, verse 16. God says, I will search for my lost ones who have strayed away and I will bring them safely home again. I will bandage the injured and I will strengthen the week. In Romans, it goes on to say and wrap up here in this text. It says, the spirit himself with our spirit, that we are God's children together. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs. We are heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory, I consider, here's part of that text from the very beginning, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. When we finally arrive at that final destination over in eternity, we'll discover that real glory. And I love that scene that's taking place in the village of celebration and reunion. And folks, that is a great portrait of what it will be when you cross over into eternity and there's a reunion with family members who are believers who went before you. There will be the emotions and the, and the, or maybe the, just the, the joy and happiness, as the scriptures say, of finally being reunited with those who went ahead of you. And the Bible says, you're reunited with family. John 1 and verse 12 says, to all who have received him, Jesus Christ, to those who have believed in his name, he has now given them the right to become the children of God to be in the family. Let's pray together. God, I know there are many here, there are believers and they're going through sufferings, they're going through struggles. God, may they be reminded that you're by their side. May they be reminded uh, that there is a future glory that awaits where all suffering will end. That is the primary promise that we get through God and the gift of Jesus Christ. God, we know there are many in a room with this many people. There are some uh, within the sound of my voice, maybe even watching online, and you are not in the family of God. We want to invite you. We do every week to embrace, embrace that adoption plan that Jesus Christ made a way that we could be brought to the Heavenly Father and brought into the family of God. You can decide from where you're seated right now. Do you want to be a part of God's family? The Bible says that it is. Just as John 1.12 said, it is through the accepting of the gift of Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross that your sin could be forgiven and that forgiven people are adopted into the family. You can receive forgiveness today by just saying, God, forgive me. Just right where I'm seated. God, forgive me of my sin. I admit 
that have made decisions to go away from you. I'm ready to journey with you on this life, God, to learn. I don't know all the answers, but I'm ready to learn and grow with you, Lord. I'm ready to be forgiven. I accept the gift of Christ, and I'm connected now to you, God. I'm joining the family right now. In Jesus' name, amen.